0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash Media. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. gentlemen it is awesome cast number four as always here is mike sorg sorg right here joining you and uh and w- we've cobbled together so we have the video tonight oh press the wrong button <laughs> rob how you doing <laughs>
1: uh i i actually come to our audience tonight with a uh, public service announcement there is no such thing as an eye touch knock it off <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, and uh, of course, our guest for tonight is John Carmen of the G Spot and uh, and uh, Avenue. Hold on, the whole thing I can't remember you. <laughs> What's matter. the name of your other company?
2: It does. Uh, I don't even know. I just. I really only started the other company so I could be a CEO. Oh,
0: there you go. AvenueDesignStudios.com is your other one, and of course Ajax, straight. Uh And of course the G Spot. Is yes. a fantastic show that you do over there.
2: And we will talk about that uh, in a little more detail later when we get to the podcasting segment.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, he has a run sheet. He's, he's all about following it tonight. Wow. And it's fantastic.
2: Wow. You're a good guest. I read it. I Well, at least skimmed it.
0: At least skimmed it. Um, well, let's get right into it, of course. Um, a little bit of cleanup from E3 last week, and we'll get into that iTouch stuff uh, in a moment uh but first of all uh i I, just a couple of stories i thought were interesting of course i've been following for a while this on live stuff if you guys haven't heard it's this uh completely cloud based uh video gaming we mentioned i think a little bit last week uh when we're going over e3 uh but they are they are uh uh, launching this month i believe and they have an offer right now for for uh the first so many members to sign up will get a free uh subscription for a year
1: Mm-hmm. Which is pretty and, big
0: deal because it's fifteen dollars a month just to be there.
1: Yeah, and they also, uh, I believe, just today they, because uh, a lot of people were curious about if it was going to run on mobile devices, and today it was demoed on the iPad, mm-hmm. and they did say that it will run on uh, any, basically, any Intel-based devices.
2: How do you play it on the iPad? Do you use a controller or do you actually like touch screen?
1: um that's an excellent question Uh, i don't know
0: there was actually a video (laughs) i spotted from uh e3 oh that's wrong button too uh from e3 where uh well basically the entire thing is uh, uh processed on a cloud server and uh video is just streamed to you whether you're on a computer whether you have their micro console that they're going to be selling by the end of the year um or if you have the software on on the ipad or the uh i i touch iphone uh mm-hmm. <laughs> now i'm going to say that all night you realize <laughs> um so, so basically, uh, what they're, what they demo, and this is all just tech demos. I, I, they're not really officially announcing it's going to be on it yet, but they're showing, look, this is what we can do with this technology. Uh, but they had a kind of an awkward controller at the top of the screen. They were showing, uh, Borderlands being played. Uh, I think something like Dragon Age or something was being played on it too. And, uh, you can actually drop in and watch other people playing in the network. And they showed it like right up against uh, uh, the big screen, you know, showing the same gameplay being being used. It's pretty interesting. I mean, I just can't imagine you playing like Crisis or something that I've seen shown off. Uh, actually, the, the 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 guy that runs OnLive did a uh, speech at I want to say MIT that I watched a few months ago, demoing it and explaining how the technology works, how how the servers work and everything. I definitely recommend looking that up. Uh, if I can find a link, I might throw it on the site here. But, uh, interesting that, you know, they're, they're pretty much pushing that you can play this on any computer and they claim to have solved the problem of you, you push a button for playing these games and the reaction time of that signal going, it reacting on the server and coming back into you in a video feed is dead on. Right. And it does, um, uh, it is,
1: is, uh, asking for, uh, quite a bit of bandwidth for, Mm -hmm. for most people. I'm on cable, so I get, uh, probably like six megabits down nominal but to play on live you have to have at least three megabits down Mm -hmm. um and a pretty good upstream as well so anybody on dsl is is definitely out of the game
0: yeah yeah and interesting that uh this this founders program is being sponsored by at&t with all their data news lately
1: yeah that's kind of weird because i mean if anything's gonna put a hashing on their network it's uh you know, streaming video games. It's going to put a hashing on everybody's network, but I, I, I would hope to say it'll put enough stress on networks that they'll realize that it might be time to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else to consider about the OnLive service is it's uh, bringing up a, a question that... Um, there's something else I forget what it was. Uh, there's another service with uh, similar issues as far as, like, streaming games is uh, ownership because you're paying for a subscription on OnLive, but you're also going to pay to... "Quote unquote, own the game, but I believe uh, they said that if your account lays dormant for 12 months, you relinquish all games that you've purchased, oh, and you wow. no longer own them.
0: Oh wow, yeah, you know, that's that's interesting. Cause I have not seen for the $15 you're paying just to be there, which includes you know the service, which is like kind of a uh, Xbox Live on crack as far as community features. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting setup, and I mean it. You know, the, you watch other people's videos and you comment on them, and 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 you can record like stuff." to the server, and it's available, you know, a lot of really interesting social, uh, applications being used there, uh, but I haven't seen any indication that, like, even if these games will be cheaper, like, even if these, these same games are available for our consoles maybe like, $30, or, you know, at least a little bit discount, I imagine they're going to be PC prices, uh, given they look like they're mostly PC games, uh, but, yeah, that's that's a big hurdle because we uh, we've been following Malenka who was on here last week. We've talked about this for a long time since they first announced it, and like how that would work. And as soon as they announced that fifteen dollars price point monthly, that kind of mm. broke even trying it out, as far as we were concerned. So,
1: yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting um, kind of uh, tug of war for price point because you consider that thanks to cool things like on live, I'm sure competitors will roll out soon enough. Um, you won't have to spend all that money on the completely ridiculous tower gaming PC, but you are going to be spending that money on a subscription service or buying the games at the same price, which is incredibly dumb. Um, so the money goes somewhere, uh, but I, I, I'd like to see a much stronger differ- differentiation that would encourage people to like make it cheap enough. So you're actually saving money instead and of just I, pushing money around. It's
0: gonna be an early adopter thing, you know, uh, as yeah. far as you know that price point. I imagine when they get enough people and they get things figured out, maybe they'll have more. Spon- oops, that's wrong. Uh, maybe they'll have more sponsorships like this one with AT and T uh, to get people on there, you know. But I think, uh, yeah, it's it's a huge bar- barrier for them. I, I would like to have done the math, but I wonder what you uh, would compare the price you would pay for a month. So that's fifteen dollars per month for twelve months, you know, versus you know paying, let's say, four hundred dollars when the Xbox first came out, and how many mm. years that lasts for you, you know, not counting the Red Wing of Death. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting, and I guess it's going to be all behind their marketing to uh, actually get this out there and and people trying it.
1: Yeah, I feel uh, one of the biggest. Um selling points will be people who uh, have no need for a desktop computer and are tied to more mobile things like the iPad. I think as long as game developers can uh, get their hands on uh, around the idea of developing for so many different platforms being anything with an Intel processor, um, as long as they make that uh, a pretty smooth transition and if they can make it look a lot better than like the controls for borderland on the iPad, I just looked it up like that. That kind of makes my brain hurt Mm -hmm. if they can, uh, Learn a, a little bit more about usability in that kind of uh, content delivery system. I think it could really take off on things like tablet computers, of which we're going to see like an ungodly amount in the next year.
0: And then the other big thing—well, uh, not big—it was kind of an under the radar thing. Uh, but as far as peripherals go,ing of course we got the Natal, Natal, now Connect, uh, PlayStation Move, and whatever uh, the Wii's doing lately. Uh, check out this picture here. This is called the force tech io uh, i'm sorry uh, xio it's basically <laughs> it's like a power glove on steroids basically wow. this guy there's video there's video here on the link if you go to delicious.com slash awesome we have a link to this uh this guy is basically uh he, he's 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 flicking his wrist like like this uh that doesn't look right. Uh and playing this first person shooter and apparently that entire thing is a force feedback mechanism. So yeah, when there's
2: you sh- there's already one for your penis, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's the market. That's going to go straight to porn.
1: <laughs> that's that's fine, you know. It's a big market.
0: Fantastic. Uh, but uh, they say it's going to be competitive pricing with like the Guitar Hero controllers and everything. So uh competitive
1: pricing but like people want guitar here I don't yeah, want that yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I mean uh, hey you know, come over and put this on as you know on, on, right off the bat it looks like uh like some weird exoskeleton
1: if if I wanted a vibrating cast i I could break my arm and and oh, then what it it doesn't just vibrate oh it doesn't just vibrate it, it no
2: I mean it gives you resistance uh if you punch you you can get resistance when you hit something mm-hmm it's pretty amazing, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, it really will go straight to porn, though. I mean, if they have that technology <laughs> for your arm, imagine what other sensations you can you create.
0: Can <laughs> as long as it's compatible for the PC, where you don't have the uh, restrictions on on uh, ratings like you do for the consoles, right?
2: right. Or, or in yeah, Japan. Oh,
0: yeah. You know it'll be over in Japan. So you just got uh, to start importing some stuff. Uh, the other big news, of course, the again, we'll probably talk about next week, too. The iPhone. Uh and is AT and T, Apple. Uh, I don't know actually who's to fault. I know AT and T has put out a uh, a, a re- uh, apology, or Apple has. I, I I can't remember. But Rob, what's going on with that? You're you're kind of in knee deep in the middle of this.
1: Uh, yeah. There was. It's really amazing how how much this went wrong. Um, I think we touched on it last time as far as people were having trouble, uh, getting in on the pre-order. It was nuts. Uh, the Apple store was having trouble taking orders because they couldn't communicate with, uh, with at and T's servers, at and T's servers co- took a complete nosedive because it was such an insanely huge number of, uh, pre-orders. And, um, then, uh, at one point, if you went into an Apple store to pre-order it, uh, the employees were writing down your information with uh, mm-hmm. a, a pen and paper, uh, which, which is a good sign of like how, how bad things actually got. So once the dust cleared, uh, AT&T stopped taking pre-orders because they realized they were in over their head, I guess. Um, Apple still taking pre-orders, but moved the ship date up into July, uh, 5th, I think. And, um, they, uh, uh, having having a brain block. I'm reading and talking at the same time. It's always a bad idea. And uh, So yeah, once the dust cleared, they actually had to go back into all the orders because there seemed to be some kind of commu- uh, miscommunication in the ordering process, at which point they knew that they had sold X amount of phones but they had no idea who they actually belonged to. So at and had to uh, gather up a whole bunch of people and go through all these orders to try and figure out uh, who ordered a phone, who accidentally hit submit twice, uh, whose billing information was incorrect. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, for instance, uh, a friend of mine that I work with, he had ordered one um, sometime in the afternoon, and then he got an email saying that his order had been canceled, but he went to an AT&T store the next day, and they said, your order was never canceled. Um oh. And he was one of one of the first ones this happened to, but now it seems like this has happened to hundreds of people where even though they pre-ordered it last week, now they're getting an email saying that the order's been canceled, but there's still a pending charge in their bank account. Um and they're still trying to clean up the mess. Uh and in addition to that, Apple is starting to screw with people's heads, and even though the launch date is Thursday, and I expected them to do the same thing they did with the iPad, uh, as far as Yes, they're going to ship earlier, but they're going to be held at the distribution centers until launch day. Um, it looks like the the delivery dates on FedEx show a Wednesday delivery for a whole lot of people. Wow. Um, but uh, AT&T has issued uh, some apologies, some explanations, um, and they're basically just telling everybody to bear with them while they try and clean up the mess.
0: How's your order going?
1: My order is okay. I haven't been <laughs> accidentally canceled yet. Um, it, it took an incredible, uh, amount of time, uh, and effort to get my order to go through. Uh, I ended up, I tried it on, um, I tried AT&T.com, which was just, um, no good at all. Like it, at one point I logged into my account and every piece of information where it would like fill in a data point, it was a paragraph of text shoved into a small box saying, sorry for your, for the inconvenience, but the system is under maintenance right now. And, uh, when I went to Apple.com, it rejected my order probably like 15 times. Uh, I tried the App Store app on the iPhone, and uh, it didn't work on there. And then eventually, sometime at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, it, it accepted my order. And uh, I did get my payment rejected like three times, oh. even though it accepted it at first. And so whenever I got the email, I would click on the link that said, like, update your... your um, your payment info. Otherwise we're going to cancel your order. And I'd go into my Apple account and it would have big red text saying that you need to update your information or this order will be canceled. And then, uh, I got two of those emails and then I got a third email saying that my order had been confirmed and I didn't change anything. And, uh, and then I got one more, I think that said that my order was in danger of being canceled. And right now, uh, my order says prepared for shipping. Awesome. So, yeah, real smooth, butter smooth.
0: And you're you're having it shipped to you, not to the Apple Store, right?
1: Right, yeah, I'm having it shipped to um to my house.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, for the rest of us, uh, well, at least the rest of us that bought them last year, uh, we did get an update yesterday, and I was utterly amazed that I I had I was pushing the button, waiting for the one o'clock when it was supposedly uh you know supposed to come through to their servers, and uh, I got the iPhone four. Update pretty easily. About a 20 minute, half an hour uh, download. Uh, it took forever to install, but only because it backs up for about a half an hour, which I always love. Uh, but I, I and and we talked about a little bit something the pre-show. People were talking about their iPhones are crashing or they don't. They have features that aren't there. Um, you know, of course, three G three G users. I know, Rob. You said you didn't bother with yours since. Well, actually, you're in order. No, you're 3G, you said, right?
1: Yeah, I'm a 3G, but I'm getting the, the new one in a couple days, and I figured, like, why go through the trouble? And also, if you have a 3G, uh, instead of just updating it, it actually does a full restore on your phone. It Ooh. wipes all the data clean, so you lose all your save data, all your game data. Uh, everything is still synced into iTunes, but you have to uh, pick back, find all the checkboxes, sync everything back. Uh, and a lot of people were having an incredible amount of trouble uh, from PC side, Mac side, computer side, all the way up to the phone. A lot of people had issues where the update had not only uh, temporarily bricked their phone, but it had locked up their computer. It had locked up iTunes. Uh, Some people, it took something like four hours for the update to finish on the phone, and when it finished, they're encountering all kinds of errors. Um, I think on... uh, on tech news uh, today on the Twit network, they had the uh, the best metaphor for the 3G problem, which was that installing iOS four on a 3G was kind of like shoving Einstein's brain into a fish.
0: Well, luckily, luckily I have a 3GS, and I can definitely attribute it to uh, having an Edge phone. And when they got the update that you could have apps and everything that came with the 3G, uh, that's kind of the, the renewed feeling I have on this thing. I feel like I can last another year until iPhone five at this point. So, um, so uh, we'll see. The, the, of course, you know the release is going to be this week, and I guess uh, are we, we going to have a review on that iPhone uh, for next week, Rob? Then.
1: Uh, y- y- uh, y- uh yes yes I had to think about it I'm actually. <laughs> irony i should be getting the phone on thursday or friday depending on when the fedex guy comes i might be at work when he comes on thursday assuming it comes on thursday it might come on wednesday or it might just magically materialize on my desk at this point i wouldn't be surprised um but uh, i'm going camping this weekend and uh the phone will be staying uh in the car at the very least so i probably won't really touch it very much until uh monday what i will I will touch that phone quite a bit on Monday, I can guarantee that. So uh, awesome. I will have my uh, my opinions and notes and, and fun things to talk about on Tuesday. Awesome.
0: You looked out better than Malenga, who's in Africa right now during this launch week. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't come back till first, second week of July. So, all right. Uh, one last story here was submitted by Jenny Roth at Jenana, Jenna. Jenana, I don't know how does she pronounce it I like
1: Jenana, Jenny and Jenana, banana Janana
0: I should know that there uh, 37 there was an interesting story I I think uh we I think we all heard this on on some other podcasts before but uh, thank you for rebringing it to my attention there Uh Jenny uh so think geek uh if anybody recalls that good old holiday April Fools they were selling unicorn meat. Mm. I'm trying to bring up the story here. I don't have the right thing up.
2: fresh fresh uh, unicorn meat
0: uh, I think allegedly
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I don't know it was like a spam can so you know assume it was canned milk, but it was you know, canned fresh was and canned
2: unicorn fresh. meat is the worst
0: <laughs> <laughs> so and, and then along with it there were uh, they had some some terminology on there and said uh, something like the other other white meat or something to that effect. Well, it looks like recently they've, re- on, they've uh, received a cease and desist order. This, this is apparently, I don't know why this is coming out now, but it's, it's dated May 5th, 2010. Uh, a full full over a month afterwards, and of course this is the big story now, so I guess they're finally uh, pushing through with this. You know, three months after the thing has been up, and I'm sure it's not even on their site now. Uh, so yeah, cease and desist order for ThinkGeek for an April Fool's joke. From the National Pork Board, who coined the phrase, the other white meat. Which, uh, allegedly, they're getting rid of anyways.
1: Yeah, they they basically received uh, a cease and desist for using the phrase, the other white meat. Um, and, uh, where is it? There's there's an awesome quote in here. Uh, Scott Kaufman, the uh, president and CEO of GeekNet, which owns ThinkGeek. Is quoted as saying it was never our intention to cause a national crisis and misguide American citizens regarding the differences between the pig and the unicorn. <laughs> this,
0: is uh, a good, this is a great group of guys here at Think Geek.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I, 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 I almost feel like this is one of those things where a um, group of lawyers is just sifting through mm-hmm. uh, identities that have picked up on um, on on their you know their properties things like uh, the other white meat and they they just saw it and they didn't read it they didn't look at it they didn't consider it they just flushed it right through and I'm sure uh, once this hit the uh, New York Times the uh, the folks at the, uh, the the national pork board that's exciting I wish I worked on the national pork board <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure once it hits the media somebody probably got a phone call and said you did what really it was a joke come on <laughs>
0: Kind of, kind of in related news. Uh, I, I actually have the story earmarked for the wrestling show later, but kind of along the same lines. There's actually a, a representative from PETA that uh, uh, sent a message to WWE because of somebody they let go recently was a vegan. Uh, so, partially related. So, uh, well, uh, that's the news we had marked for this week. I think for the most part. Uh, so let's uh, real quick talk about our sponsor, of course. Uh, Big fans of them here, myself, Rob, and everybody else. uh, A lot of people on the Sorgatron Media Network here. Uh, Of course, we have a special offer, audiblepodcast.com slash Media, where you can get one free audiobook, cancel at any time. They have a a free 14-day trial for you to check out all the stuff, what's available. Uh, everything, uh, you know, all the free stuff, uh, all radio, BBC stuff, uh, there's all kinds of interviews on there, old, old speeches, uh, presidential speeches, I know they've talked about in debates, uh, a lot of, a lot of extras for what you get there. I was actually talking to, uh, uh, the pastor, uh, Ryan Phillips, Phipps down at, uh, Discovery Church about it, uh, this past weekend, and he uses it, uh, he's, I think he has the two at a time plan, and he, and he loves it, and, uh, still, still runs through that, so, um, and of course, this week we like to get a pick, give you, uh, give you something to look forward to if, if you're, uh, you know, a fan of the same things along the lines of what we are. Uh, one of the, one of the first things I, I listened to when I was getting into audiobooks was called Rework, uh, by the gentleman at 37 Signals. Of course, uh, people know for Basecamp, uh, and, and other products they have. Um, really good, kind of, uh, here's, here's the back of the cover here. Uh, it, some thoughts like ASAP is poison. Uh, underdo the competition, meetings are toxic, which I'm sure a lot of people in the corporate setting will love that concept. Uh, fire the workaholics, emulate drug dealers. Um, planning is guessing, and it, it's, it's really good. If you go over to, uh, 37signals.com slash rework, uh, there's actually a few video, promotional videos there that, uh, kind of give you a gist of what this book is going to be like. Uh, the guys, uh, one of the guys from, uh, re- from 37signals actually read the book. Uh, for the audio version, I actually read this in in uh, conjunction with Melengio that was on the show last week. Who actually bought the real book, uh, and and it was really fun to compare notes and uh, with uh, you know wherever you might be working now or what you uh, might be looking to in the future. So, uh, check that out. Rework from uh, the founders of Thirty Seven Signals, and uh, you can pick that up. It is available, I believe, at audible, audiblepodcast.com dot slash Sorgatron Media. So go check that out. Thanks, thanks them for uh, taking us on a sponsor. So. Well, uh, it's time, uh, for our, uh, discussion for the week. And actually, this is one that, uh, uh my, uh, John and myself, uh, kind of started, uh, this, this past weekend when we ran into each other, um, about podcasting. Uh, so, uh, pretty much, it's, it's, this is going to be very self-serving. We're, we're po- oh, we lost him a second. Say that again, John.
2: What did we lose? Oh, I don't know. You, you cut out there. <laughs> Rob, you're not moving enough. I can't tell if you're <laughs> There you uh, go. I'm here. Go ahead. You were saying? Well, I, I'm saying we're podcasting right now. I think it's fun. That's my <laughs> thing. <laughs> I was going to say it's a very solid. <laughs> and that's the commentary from John. There we go. And that's the podcasting end of the
0: conversation fun. we started. Well, I think it's going to be. I... Go ahead. I think we have a slight delay with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe, Maybe you're delayed. Maybe
2: you're too fast. <laughs> what do you want me to do? All
0: right. Well, we'll give this a shot. Um, well, basically, what we were talking uh, we were talking about uh, uh, podcasting and I think John, you brought up some uh, some interesting comments about where uh, podcasting is. Uh, I didn't know if uh, you wanted to start with that there.
2: Yeah, but can you hear? <laughs> can we have a conversation, or should I? Uh, yeah, call yeah, back?
0: That, that came back pretty quick, actually.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, with our own show, we're kind of on hiatus right now. That's really my fault. I just haven't put up the last show and G stopped bugging me about it. Uh, we, with our show, have really plateaued as far as our, our listenership. Um, I don't know how you're doing with, uh, the Wrestling Mayhem show that's been around. I think our shows have been around for almost as long.
0: No, we're uh, approaching four and a half years, I think.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, while we've obviously all grown from when we started, but, uh, we've mm-hmm. kind of plateaued to a point where uh, within the last, you know, year or two, we haven't had any significant growth. And, um, mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't feel as relevant as it once did. If we're not picking up new listeners, uh, what's the relevance to doing this every week to all the work that it takes to, uh, to do this every single week? And what is that noise? I'm not sure okay (laughs) (laughs) i thought maybe it was snowing over where you are i'm i'm inside Um, for the record
1: my my mic is pretty sensitive uh and my drobo just fired up that might be what you heard (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) that could be it that could be it um yeah i know uh with us with the wrestling mayhem show uh well we've definitely seen a bit of a drop in the audio numbers which have always been kind of high and um and uh but the video numbers are growing. But of course we made that shift here at the beginning of the year to doing the right, video like right. we do. And this. I mean that's
2: something that we're considering too. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna stop doing the show. We're going to come back, but it's going to change. Uh mm-hmm. whether that's you know, short video episodes or whether it's doing it live like this in a mm-hmm. chat room. Um I'm not sure exactly. I'm I'm actually looking for feedback. You know, how have you you found that when you switched to video you you grew in, in listenership or in viewership
0: um I don't, I don't know. It really it was another avenue for people to find you on. And especially we're using Blip TV for for all these video casts and they have a really good kind of like we talked about tube tube, tube mogul uh, a couple years right. ago at PodCamp. I know I've dove a little bit into that for for distributing my shows for a little bit, then found that they've joined up with Blip. So that's really helped there. It gives you a lot of places like, you have opportunities if your show is good enough and is approved to get on stuff like Boxy and Roku, like the Wrestling Mayhem show is. Even though I can't approve any of my other shows for those, which is interesting. I don't, I'm not sure about their approval process with that.
2: Um, but. Well, it might be the length of, of time of the show. That's true, too. That's true, too. We are,
0: especially, especially with Mayhem show, we are a pretty long form show. But, you know, if Leo the Laporte can do it, why can't we? Um, <laughs> but, uh, But aside from that, uh, I I feel like our community, uh, regardless of the numbers, is stronger than it ever has been.
2: Yeah. Well, you see, here's a difference, a difference between our shows is you have a niche community. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. quite frankly, I'm jealous of that. We have... Obviously, the, the GLBT community and allies, you know, we have a lot of straight listeners as well. But, um, yeah, that's not a niche exactly. That's a large portion of the population. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that we're considering is maybe finding a niche within that. Um, we start, when we started the show, we didn't have any goals. You know, we just started the show as sort of a variety show, uh, as a hobby. We didn't have any goals to monetize the show to ever get big we didn't know that podcasting could ever get big ever get big so you know now we're kind of looking back and saying okay here's where we've taken the show so far without a plan where do we uh
0: yeah it it was a little bit of audio problems there but i think you're going to come back here in a second um yeah the same thing kind of with the mayhem show we we had issues uh uh, well we really just kind of started as a conversation and it grew from there and we started we've you you Take a sample of the show uh, from year to year, and it is com- probably completely different in style, and you know, and and,
2: Same and here, and, absolutely,
0: yeah. I mean, it's something that we've definitely evolved over the years. Um, but you know, I, I thought you said something interesting about like uh, you know, you mentioned what makes you you know put the rest of the work into it, and uh, you know, I I guess I guess it's a, how do you measure your success. You know, again, something I struggle with, I'll look at the numbers its like, well, I'm not getting hundreds of thousands or of anything, you know, uh, you know, I'm never going to be able to get something together to support these shows, you know, uh, you know, uh, but but, uh, you know, again, the community seems to be, you know, seems to be very strong. And, and, and it seems like we're getting off on the right foot with this show, you know, and, and, and as long as it's something that people want to hear, they'll find it. And I guess the other point is reaching out. You know, if you if you are doing something good and only a handful of people, you know, are are finding it, maybe there's something more we could be doing with this to get get the word out.
2: Well, for yeah,
0: I think we're still having a little bit of trouble with him.
1: We always have trouble with John. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah,
2: I'm nothing but trouble this I wanted to ask you guys actually how however did you get awesomecast.com? Oh, that would be Rob. I um, for years just waiting. I bought it
1: um, maybe like four years ago, I think. Um, Really? Yeah, I had awesome cast was a thing. There was like uh, maybe ten episodes or something, but the two guys I did it with, um, we had conflicting schedules, so it just fell apart. Okay, so when I looked on
2: iTunes and I found another awesome cast that was you.
1: Um. Possibly. I think it's actually like expired. I think when things sit for a certain period in the iTunes yeah, yeah. uh podcast store they disappear. Definitely but I... there there are a bunch of people in there that have things that are variations on Awesome Cast. Like I think there is like the Awesome Cast Show or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and they probably are very angry with me.
2: <laughs> That's how it works. That's how the internet works.
0: Well, I took I took a quick look at that. I I don't I don't see anybody I'm really worried about. Like anybody has like six episodes or something out there. So you know.
1: Yeah, nobody's really established. But
0: hey, that's a perfect jumping on point for this conversation. Now we're back from our technical break. Um, So uh, where were we before? Uh, Well, we're talking about community and everything. Well, Rob, you're 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 somebody that's that's had a, uh, a, a toe in the pond as far as podcasting. And uh, now back with it, I mean, and well, as a listener, you know, how do you feel the, the podcast scene is out there? I mean, I know we listen to a lot of CNET, you know, Twitch stuff, a lot of the bigger kind of people that came from TV or print media, actually.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the people involved with Twit uh, originally started on Tech TV, mm-hmm. and um, and they and they've uh, moved on to uh, CNETs, Buzz Out Loud, um, and then some <clears throat> some of them have t- like Tom Merritt have come back to this week in Tech. Uh, I think that the podcasting scene has it, it's kind of spread into a couple different um, intentions, I guess you could say. There's a lot of people doing things that are niche appeal, topical, hobbyist kind of podcasts, um, sort of like, hey, let's get together and talk about you know model airplanes. Uh, and then there's uh, people covering the news and people trying to get closer and closer to what we consider uh, what we used to call new media, but what today is really actual media. And you have guys like Leo Laporte really pushing the limits um, like he um, like uh, Tech news today. Uh, and the uh, he just purchased a uh, studio in New York City uh, where uh, the Foursquare guys used to be, I believe. And mm-hmm. he's looking to basically create a morning news show, I believe, uh, is, is what he said. And that's something that, like, as far as I'm – I don't watch the local news. Usually I keep up on it online, but it's not necessarily something that's critical for my career. But tech stuff is, and I love the idea of being able to tune into something like, you know – Uh, the usual Good Morning America type show, but more tuned to my needs. Mm. And I think a lot more shows like that are coming out um, that are taking the old idea of getting your news delivered to you daily like newspaper form or like good morning america but they're being tuned to uh different audiences and there's so many people out there that you can have so many different Mm. outlets and competitors Mm. for what you're interested in
0: and of course and again you know with me like kind of my similar competition the closest thing i could think of is uh of course uh you know between the ropes which is actually a radio show that just rebroadcasts their stuff the podcast um and, and that's kind of the the official uh professional example of what we do with the wrestling show uh but my music show is kind of its own thing i don't know i don't know I'm kind of finding what the audience is for a kind of more straight musical music sampling show like that uh and and this show you know i mean we really uh, you know obviously we're influenced by those shows you just mentioned with the tech sector and of course there's a lot more people out there to listen to them mm-hmm. um so uh, I, I So so I, I guess well, the question is, yeah, like, what what makes us different that we can still stay afloat with this high high end competition?
2: Well, you know, keep in mind that
0: podcasting
2: is now simply the the technology.
0: Just technology,
2: yeah. I mean, it's it used to be um, a format. Can you-,
0: uh, you? You're cutting out a little bit, um, Man. <laughs> 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 and and. And th- this is the problems that Leo Laporte doesn't have that we still do. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <we're laughs> we don't with...
1: have like 200 grand worth of recording equipment.
0: No, no, we don't. We... <sighs> You'd laugh if you saw this set up on this end.
2: Um... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I No, I usually have DJG here and I just speak into the mic mm-hmm. and he turns the knobs and whatnot. There's so many knobs. It's incredible.
1: So, it's also a euphemism.
0: Also a euphemism. <laughs> um,
1: you are right about the, the format thing, definitely, though. I mean, podcasting used to be a scene. It used to be a thing. It used to be a format. Uh, and these days, it's mostly a, a presentation of, of, of the recording medium. Just like when you say that you have a podcast... Uh, it might mean that you have a radio show that's also released digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might mean that you have um, something that you produce digitally and is also you know, broadcast on public radio or something like and that. Then,
0: and then there's us that we do this show and we put it out on – it's on YouTube, it's on Blip, it's on iTunes, it's on uh, – I think these things get on inter- the Internet Archive I have set up for at mm-hmm. least one one of these shows. I mean there's – and there's really – I'm really surprised looking at the numbers seeing who's coming from where. You know, I mean, uh, I think podcasts in general were used to. You know, uh, you know, John, you, you you mentioned this the other day about how everybody used to use iTunes and and uh, pod podcast directories to get their stuff. Yeah,
2: and, uh, well, iTunes has never been good.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a mystery. You put something yeah, in there and, and you it's... cross your fingers. And I can't manage it.
2: No. And you know, I'm surprised to hear that they actually delete shows because I've seen shows that have been stale for months uh, mm-hmm. higher. up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he cut out again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're losing his audio.
0: I, I think you're peeking out on that end or something.
2: Uh, I don't know.
0: Try try turn your main down a little bit on the board. Turn this down. <laughs> That'll sound a little better. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel bad for all the editing you're gonna have to do, like I really do. Who says
0: I'm gonna edit this. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the other shows I do? Quick and dirty. Um, <laughs> that's my that's my that's my podcasting philosophy right there, and that's why I've stuck around for so long and do so much at a time. Quick and dirty. Whatever can get it out there, you know, we don't claim to be professionals. we uh, stuff happens, uh, computers have been known to catch on fire in the studio. <laughs> I am not lying. Now that's uh, a podcast. Now that's a podcast. That's that's dedication to a podcast to have a fire extinguisher uh, nearby. Where's that fire extinguisher, by the way? <laughs> so, but um, but it, we do different uh, different kinds of stuff. Like John, you, I mean, you you do more of an edited uh, kind of cleaner product than than I do, definitely.
2: Yeah, the audio is a lot better than this <laughs> uh, on our show, despite the fact that I'm using the same exact equipment. G told me to look at these colors, so I'm looking to see if um, if the color is red. That's bad. Yes, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, Is that better now that I turned the the knobby thing?
0: Yeah, you're level. You're not cutting now. It's great.
2: Awesome. Okay, I'm just gonna talk like this then. All right. Uh, What was the question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just basically stalling for uh, for you to come back, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay. Let's talk about podcasting though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's start the show. We got okay. 10 minutes to get this all in. Let's rock it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the state of podcasting, where we are now. Yeah. And that's that's where we are now. We're, we're at a, a point where it is more about the technology, where there's no difference when you say a podcast between a professionally produced show mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, I'd say this, but we're somewhere in the middle. There's, you know, on the low end, it's the kid with a uh, Twenty dollar, webcam Mike. You know, that's a podcast too. So, how do we differentiate? You
0: have stuff like Talkshu and Blog blog Talk Radio that that if you listen to, I I haven't heard a show on there that does not sound like they've been doing it over the phone line. You know, which yeah, well, because the the
2: free accounts on a lot of these uh, networks require you to use a phone.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and and there's only so much quality to that. Uh, you know, they're definitely. They, it's more of kind of what we do here with the you know freeform live thing. You know, you mess up, it's not going away because they're not they're not you know having the opportunity to edit it. Um, right. You're gonna say something.
2: I was agreeing. Yep. Adam Curry once said that, um, and I don't remember what he said, but it was something along the lines of that. The the art is in knowing what mistakes to keep. Yes. And. You know, you want to hear a little bit uh, of the live aspect of a of a show like this. That's part of the the beauty and the appeal of podcasting versus, you know, radio or network. Um, but you don't want to hear too much so you know and this show might require a little bit of editing but you're welcome (laughs) for all of the mistakes that i've made today Oh,
0: we'll see we'll see um well another interesting thing to that was uh and I, i was actually thinking about this as you know since we've talked on sunday and preparing for this uh i had the opportunity to talk to an author that was actually working on a book about podcasting i don't know if john you were there i know the guys from should i drink that were there uh for that he was just doing oh stuff. yeah we met at this coffee shop like up around shady side Scroll hill one time and talked to this guy i never heard yeah. of anything after that but i we described how we did the wrestling mayhem show with this sort of format and everything and live and with the chat room over there that i'm ignoring because i'm turning all these knobs uh but that's why i have an intern now um <laughs> to keep an eye on them but uh, but he he said this is the most social media sounding thing that he had heard of, like from the people that did that, that have done podcasts. And that's true. Most of the stuff you hear as podcasts, you know, they're claiming to be the new media, social media, seem to be you know we're trying to be what we hear on the radio, you know, as right. opposed to the more interactive aspect that you.
2: Well, that's you know, like see. the first movies were like filmed uh, stage plays.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So you're you're imitating what you know on a new uh, on a new format. So
2: um, so are we moving anywhere though? I mean, what are the new movies? What are the new podcasts? Are we heading in a direction? Is there a trend that you notice? Uh,
0: the trend is more of this, to be honest. Like more of the using using the live chat room, and you know, it's it's more kind of bells and whistles. It's not as accessible to everybody, uh, but I think the the people that are kind of in it for the long haul are starting to figure it out. Uh, you know, you have you have stuff, you know, more networks kind of coming together. Like the Stream.net is an is an interesting concept. You know, again, that does all the uh, the game show, uh, which is on Revision Three now. They got picked up. They do pretty much a live thing like this, but a lot more looser and with a lot more alcohol. And then they edit that, edit it down to a nice digestible half hour piece. You know, right. So I think there there's a lot of kind of cross section of we're paying attention to that audience that's right there in our chat room, right there. And But still in the middle of that, producing a pretty good, grade show, you know, that still calls that out to, to that audience. And
2: that's well said. And I think that, you know, that might be the direction that, that we would go in mm-hmm. uh, with the G-Spot, you know, that might make it seem more relevant to us rather than just kind of recording in a vacuum, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Uh, with no one listening, but having some immediate feedback as well as going through the editing process.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely know. Like even a couple of weeks ago, when I thought our show was going horribly, horribly bad, uh, long time, uh, you know, longer listeners know exactly what I was talking about. But the the <laughs> chat room was blowing up for the rest of the night, and I knew that we had something good on my hand on our hands. No matter how embarrassed I felt, <laughs> so I put myself out there for that, you know. So, yeah. So and you talked a little bit about you know, uh, as we as we mentioned before, a little bit about why are we podcasting, and then a little thought goes into you know what what makes us decide to do this you know
2: well for yeah i mean for the social media cool kids like us who have been doing it for four and a half years now Mm -hmm. uh for many of us it's a hobby and there's just a love i mean it's yeah, as far as hobbies go it's probably you know not any more time consuming than your average hobby it's probably no more expensive than building model rockets or whatever um but there's been a movement and sort of a drive in the community to monetize your content. I mean, you remember PodCamp Pittsburgh one? Mm-hmm. There were sessions on monetizing content that went overtime because people thought, "Oh, wow, you know, we're I, doing this new thing that uh, can make us money," even though that wasn't the driving motivation for most of us.
0: Yeah, and I know, I know, I was in that session, and I think I had a talk with a couple people, including uh, Justin. Says, "Well, you know, what happened to doing podcasting just because you love to do podcasting?" You know, right? Um, you know, some of us are—you know—they're still around and kind of figure out. Well, we're doing this for this long. I mean, you know, can we just kind of get support for the show? You know, that's why you see yeah. the, we're talking about Audible on here. You know, and again, I'm trying to adopt. You know, the—you know—I'm not going to talk about crap that I don't believe in. You know, a lot. You know, Leo Laporte does the same thing, and he does very well with it. You know. Um and I, I, and I believe in that philosophy as far as that if you're gonna to try to go down that road, but it's really a lot of experimentation. Let's see how far we can take this. Is kind of my mindset.
1: So. And I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the best podcasts that I've listened to are they're a combination of people who who love what they do, but it's also very honest conversation. Like you look at something like Smodcast, which is uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Smith and Scott Mosier. And that was born out of the fact that every week they would sit down and have a conversation. And eventually Kevin Smith was like, you know what? These conversations are kind of awesome. Maybe we should, like, record them and share them with Which, people. Which,
0: to be honest, is how this show started with uh, you and I, Rob, and uh, how the Mayhem show has started. They, these are two shows that started from uh, we were having conversations at a party and decide what would happen if we recorded this, you know. Exactly. So, And it seems worked out so far. So. Yep. Well, uh, thanks to uh, some of our glitches, we are running low on time here. Um, but I want to thank you, John. I, we, we we just started a discussion, of course, which I think we started at PodCamp Camp One, to be honest, for all of us. So. Um
2: yeah, this is going to be an ongoing discussion, I think, for a while.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I we'd love to have you back here, maybe in a month or so, or a, or a couple weeks, or you know, depending on how the schedule works out for, for you and yeah. us, or for who we get on. Uh, we'd love when, to. When kinda... you figure
2: out your audio, did I figure it out? Did oh yeah, you're good. Right you're
0: you're great. For the last like 15 minutes, you've been you've been great. Over awesome.
2: Here. All right, this has been great practice. So let's great start practice. the show now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, John, where can people find what you're working on these days?
2: uh you know they can go to avenue dot com, mm-hmm. and that's plural because i couldn't get the singular mm-hmm. uh and i'm actually going to be updating that with a couple of uh articles in uh pittsburgh magazine and something else oh this actually i'll put on there as well I'll and uh, some new we- work so that's you know where they can find my work and of course the com is the podcast and um mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing recent on there now, as I explained, but we'll be we'll be doing that again pretty soon, and I think it will be a format more similar to this.
0: Excellent, excellent. I'm glad uh I'm glad to give you some inspiration, I guess. Um and we actually did just lose your video at that time. So
2: No, I blacked out. Oh you did it? <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't do anything. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: fantastic rob what's going on with you
1: um you know no time too much internet things uh work things uh i'm going camping this weekend like i said <laughs> fantastic. which i i desperately need I'm, I'm like a hair short of a burnout right now mm-hmm. mm. um but uh yeah you can find me on the twitters as always at robjdlc also robjdlc.com we should also mention that um we we have a new email address well a sort of a new email address if you send anything to the email address we've given you in the past we have received it Mm -hmm. um but from henceforth we will be contact at awesomecast.com so if you have any questions comments concerns things you want us to talk about on the show uh you can submit stories like jenny did uh, you can complain about things. Uh, feel free to make fun of John's inability to use technology if you want. We That's can pass fine. that on. That's fine. Uh, but but please, uh, you know, write us a letter. us, Pony Express, if you like.
0: Yes, yeah, so I apologize for the video funness this week. Of course, uh, we we're, we've been getting some new hardware here in the studio, and we kind of got screwed over on one of our orders. But tomorrow is the thing that I needed to make this work tonight. So, and in the meantime, I did get my keyboards, which fun. Look at the size of those letters right there. Apparently, I got the Easy View for Grandpa uh, keyboards when I was looking for the cheap, cheapest op- option at Walmart. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just like it I came in the box today, and I'm like.
2: Sorg, it's not the size of your keys that matter.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but other than that, you can check me out Sorgatron.com. Of course, check out what else is going on with our, our other shows at SorgatronMedia.com, including meeting us right here at 7 p.m. Eastern on tuesdays to join us here live in the chat room so you can make fun of us in person uh <laughs> next uh you uh, we are working on a uh google voice uh voicemail system i'm trying to figure out a clever word that fits into numerals uh so aside from that please uh thank you guys for joining us thank you john Carmen, for uh joining us this week we hope to have you uh back in the future to have the rest of this conversation and uh, anytime <laughs> check us out awesomecast.com and we'll see you guys next week
1: yeah.
2: I can get louder. Alright, what was our last? Got knobs and twiddly bits over here that G showed me how to turn.
0: Are are you currently turning them?
2: No. Should I
0: (laughs) hold on? I saw a setting.